where we are able to provide food, laundry, la laundry facility, showers for those in finding themselves in homelessness situation. We also have a clothing closet. We recently were really blessed to have some of the people from your clothing closet come and kind of tour our facility. We kind of talked a little bit about how we can best work together. Um, we want to be able to coordinate with you guys to be able to um, double our efforts and, and serve people the best that we can. So we have just really beautiful ministry that happens there in Seaford. My husband and I, as well as Miguel and Catherine, Lexi, who's with us today, like we get to know a lot of the people um, who are really hurting in Seaford. So a lot of times if you drive through Seaford, you see somebody who you think, okay, might, might be homeless. Like a lot of times now us driving through, we recognize these people are able to stop and um, be able to speak with them. Um, it's just something really, really awesome to be able to get to know people. Um, so we have meals that we give out five days a week. Um, so people come to our door if, and we are able to give them a, a meal, talk with them, pray with them. I just kind of want to share a little bit of a story about one of the, the girls who had, had been coming. Um, she was a, quite a bit of a mess. You know, sometimes you have those that are a little, you know, you know they're a little bit of a mess, but we, um, we just really prayed for her. Um, and recently she's come into a situation where, um, okay, now she's there's, uh, now she's pregnant, and so she's in, she's, she comes to us later, and she's like, you know what, I really want to be able to be in a different place for my baby. She'd been homeless, she'd been on drugs, um, so now we get to see God working in her life. She shared with us, now it's still a long road, long road ahead of her, we're, we're working to find out, okay, how can we be here for her, but she was able to share, first of all, her story of how she ended up in the situation that she was in. And it's, you know, heart-wrenching to hear somebody's story and know, okay, there's a story behind every broken person. Um, but now to hear her say that, um, I just really feel like, like, God has a purpose for me, has a plan for me, and that it's going to, to get better. And so now she's willing to walk in that. We're able to come alongside her and be there for her during this time. So um, just really love to be there for people in that way. We have multiple ways that people can get involved, whether that be um, helping at during, during serving food. Um, we're over the Code Purple season, which is our homeless shelters. Um, we are going to be serving food seven days a week. And so we need churches, individuals, families who are able to get involved with that to help us out with serving dinners. Um, we also need food prepared to be, that we can be able to give to them because that food has to come from somewhere. Also, we have um, our Connection Center, which is our call center. If anybody calls Love, Inc., they're calling the Connection Center. It's actually a separate office, um, and those people there are very intentional to pray with them, to um, listen to them, and also try to encourage them in things like, okay, giving them budgeting help, trying to direct them to the place that can best meet their needs, whether that be us or another organization. Um, but also, we have transformational ministries, and Catherine is is the director of that, so I'm going to turn it over to her. Yep, so my name is um, Catherine. I am the director of Transformational Ministries, and Transformational Ministries is all about getting those that come into our doors or call us over the phone um, to find transformation through Jesus Christ. Um, so a lot of those that we meet, that we come in contact with, um, they are lacking in some area of their life. And we know, um, as being Love, Inc., and Love, Inc. is just a partnership of churches working together to meet on the needs of our community, we know that transformation doesn't come, progress in life doesn't come, unless it's through the strength of Jesus Christ. Uh, so trans the Transformational Ministries has a few different parts of it. One part is our case management, um, where we sit down with individuals 
And that part is kind of just, okay, seeing where they're at. Do they need help finding a job? Do they need help looking for a stable um, place to live? Um, what resources do they need? And then we assist them in trying to find resources and encouraging them to step out on their own, apply for a job, apply for apartment, um, and things like that. Also, we have transformational ministry courses. Um, so those could vary from a nutritional class to a budgeting class to a class that we call Affirming Potential, which is just like a holistic course. And all of these courses, whether it's nutrition or budgeting, all of them have the root of Scripture. All of them are founded in the Word of God um, so that individuals that come to those courses are able to, one, learn a skill, whether it's finances or um, learning better about how to stay healthy, and then two, know that, okay, in order to stay on the right track that they learn about through the courses getting to know the Word of God, getting to know Jesus Christ. And the majority of these courses are taught by members from different churches. So, for example, we have a budgeting course that's taught by a member from the Ark Wesleyan Church. Um, so, Love, Inc., the, our whole goal is to mobilize the church and to transform lives and communities. Um, so, that's why... It's all about churches like yours coming alongside each other in order to help um, show Jesus Christ to those that are in need. And then the last part of Transformational Ministries, which is brand new, is our mentoring. Um, and mentoring is just church members throughout the community giving one hour a week to sit down with an individual get to know that individual, get to know their past, share their testimony with them, and help them set goals in order to better themselves and be that accountability. Um, there was one woman that I was driving to get her ID. She needed her ID. So I was driving her to, her to Georgetown in order to get it. And um, while we were driving, I just wanted to get to know her. So I was asking her some questions about herself. And I found out that her mother was um, experiencing addiction and died at, when she was a young girl. And her father was crippled in a wheelchair and was also experiencing addiction. And so she, as she told her story, she told me how she had to be that caregiver for her father. And she didn't really have family around her except for her grandparents who lived in a different state. And so I turned to her and I said, so you never really had any support, huh? And she's like, well, yeah, I, I guess I didn't. See, so many times when we come into contact with individuals that, you know, are in a tough situation, and this specific woman was experiencing addiction herself, so many times we say, okay, well, what did they do to lead them there? And many times, yeah, it is our own choices that lead us into a spot of hardship. It's true, it is. Um, but from my experience... What I have found to be the majority of the time is that so many people, including this woman I was speaking to, knew no other option. She was born into a life, and all she knew was addiction. All she knew was drugs. All she knew was a broken home. All she knew was a tough father. She knew no other way of living. And so it's our job as a church, and that's 
our goal in transformational ministries is to say there is another way. You don't have to go through addiction. You don't have to stay stuck in that place. There is another option through the strength and the power of Jesus Christ. And we are just blessed um, as loving to be able to be a part of it. And we're blessed to know so many churches, so many partners um, that are just willing to come alongside and show that there is transformation through Jesus Christ. So now I'm going to invite Miguel up, who's our executive director, and he's just going to share with you from the Word of God. Amen. I am blessed that Catherine is my wife. You've got to count your blessings, right? And um, she's very patient with me. <laughs> we all learn patience with different people and in different situations, but patience must be learned. There's no avoiding it. And then we're grateful to be here um, this morning. God, um, we've met with your consul about three months ago, and we went to a house that was in the middle of the woods. And I'm like, am I in the wrong home? Is somebody going to come out and with a gun and be like, why are you parked outside our home? And um, it was um, a blessing to be part of that, um, of that meeting. Um, Pastor Tim, God bless him on his way back. Um, God bless this church. Um, we're grateful to God for um, everything he's doing through this church. Uh, and before I, I go into the Word of God, I want to tell you a little bit about my wife and I. My wife and I were pastors in the Salvation Army for six years. And um, she ministered for two years in Derry, New Hampshire. I met her at the training college of the Salvation Army in 2014 in New York, near Nyack, New York. That's where we met. And when I met her, I was, talking, I was in the offices getting all my paperwork done as, as a new student, and I was having a debate with another uh, seminar student. He, he was a LeBron fan, and I'm a Kobe Bryant fan, and we were talking to each other about how Kobe Bryant is better, and, and I'm very passionate about, about, um, about that subject. So if you guys want to have a debate or anybody who likes basketball, just let me know. Um, I pointed to them because they're young. I don't know if they play basketball, but I know that at their age, I was watching them praise the Lord, and I'm like, oh, man, I hope we're all showing patience to our teens. Right? I hope we're being patient with them because they, what they go through, we can't forget what, that we went through it as well. And, um, well, God bless you. But, yeah, and here comes my wife in this office and goes, LeBron all day. And I'm like, who are you to get in our conversation with such attitude about LeBron? And right away, she caught my attention because she dared to talk about a player that, uh, like, like LeBron. LeBron, is, he's a good player. He, he's, a, he's done some um, amazing things in basketball. But my favorite player is Kobe Bryant. And, um, the first church that I, I was appointed to was Staten Island, New York, for one year. Then I was in Harlem for five months. And then when she and I got engaged in 2017, um, they sent me closer to her, uh, to Nashua, New Hampshire. So I went from New York City, ra uh, raised in Queens, New York, uh, uh, Staten Island, and, and then I was in Manhattan, to Nashua, New Hampshire. 
And I know that the Lord was just preparing me to come to Sussex County because to go from New York City to Nashville, New Hampshire, I was like, oof, I must love this girl <laughs> because I'm moving to a, you know, a much smaller place. And I love Nashville, New Hampshire. And then coming here to Sussex County, we served four years here in the Salvation Army, and we just fell in love with this county. We fell in love with the people we fell in love with the church of this county, the believers. I believe that we are all hungry for more. I believe that we want to learn to surrender more. I believe that we, that we understand that we need each other. I believe that um, Sussex County is being moved in a powerful way, and we should be intentional in seeing how he's moving. So we asked God, Lord, they're about to move us. He knew, you know, we had a meeting with the leaders. They're about to move us. Please don't move us. We want to stay here. Keep us here. And we begged, and they're like, no, we, we got to move you. It was this past June, and um, we asked God to open doors. He opened doors through Love, Inc., which is a beautiful ministry. You know, its mission statement is to mobilize the church and transform lives in Jesus' name. What a beautiful mission. First of all, it's nothing about Love, Inc. Love, Inc. is nothing because the church is the ones that are partnering together. The church is being mobilized. We're just informing you of the needs of the people have of Christ in different ways. And you're coming together to meet those needs. So to mobilize the church and transform lives in Jesus' name. Um, and God opened doors, and now we're here at Love, Inc. Um, we started a church called The Way, and we meet at 3 p.m. in the afternoon because... We've already gone to over 16 churches on Sundays since March in the mornings to do this. So we love gathering with other believers and worshiping God together. So we said, hey, our church service can't be in the morning. got to be at 3 in the afternoon. And it's been such a blessing. Um, we've met with already over 32 churches, and we've gone to about 16 Sundays to worship with them. And, and it's wonderful to witness how God moves in different ways. Um, last week, I was at a Presbyterian church, and let me tell you, they, their commitment to following the program, it's unbelievable. And they told me, hey, it, 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 it might not be as easy. And I said, hey, I, I went to seminar, I had a little training in following a program, and, um, and I was able to keep up, but it was very, um, it, wasn't a, it, it wasn't as easy. Um, I want to open up... Uh, with a word of prayer before I go into the word. Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father, that you are in control. We thank you, Lord, that we, apart from you, can do nothing. We thank you that you've created us with purpose. We thank you that you saved us so that we could continue to live out that purpose, and that is to be in fellowship with you, Father. We love you, Lord. Speak to us through your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So in Ephesians, Catherine and, and Kayla spoke about a lot of works, right? We have a, a shower facility. We have a clothing closet on Fridays which when we got there in March and then we came here, I think in April, 
or May, and we found out you guys had a clothing closet once a month on Saturdays, right away we canceled our clothing closet on Saturdays. Because we're like, we don't need to multiply services. Let's tell people about going to their clothing closet on Saturdays. So our clothing closet is only Fridays every week from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, we have, uh, we serve food over nine times a week, including the weekends for breakfast. Uh, we serve um, every day dinner when Code Purple begins. Love Inc. oversees Code Purple, which is um, uh, four months out of the uh, 12 months of the year from December to March. Uh, Love Inc. has transformational ministries, which is very important. I'm very, very diligent with my team to make sure that people know that we're not, just, we're not a social service agency and we're not going to just hand things over to you. We want more for you. We want you to be free, just as we've all been free, to live out a life with purpose in him. So even uh, sometimes we have funding for hotels. Well, guess what? We don't just, hey, here's go, go stay in a hotel. No, they have to commit to an agreement and si sign our agreement, which is evaluated every week to see if they follow steps to look for a job themselves to see if they follow steps to look for a place themselves, to see if they've gone to different classes that different churches offer. Um, Grace Seifer, Grace Seifer Church, uh, Grace Baptist Seifer, um, uh, they offer a class called, um, uh, Kayla, you remember the name? Huh? Stepping Stones. And that class is like an AAA meeting for, but, but faith-based. It's all about Christ. So we make sure that they have to go to those classes. So we're very intentional on making sure that they learn responsibility. Because as believers, we all have to learn how to be responsible. And, and don't we fall, right? But then, yeah, God continues to teach us and shows us grace. And um, so... We also have the Connection Center. I mean, there's so much the Love, Inc. does. But it's really not Love, Inc. It is the body of Christ. It is you guys. We are partnering with so many churches. So many churches are partnering together. And this is how Love, Inc. moves through the church being active. But yet we know that we are not saved by works. <laughs> Amen. I'm sure you guys have learned that. I'm sure that Pastor Tim teaches that. And I'm sure that we understand the importance of knowing that. We, our works will not save us. But then yet, if we have the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in us, aren't we going to be led to do powerful and mighty things? Sometimes we read scriptures and we think, oh man, that's a good history book. That was awesome. The people were throwing... Uh, 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 people at Peter's shadow to be healed. That's a pretty cool story, right? That we, we know that probably Jesus, they would do the same thing with Jesus, but it wasn't written about Jesus, right? But it was written about Peter. His, sh his shadow was healing people. What a powerful story. I don't, when you read that, I don't know what you guys go through, but when I read that, I go, oh my gosh. That is the power of God. Lord, use me however you want to use me so that others can experience healing as well. So 
We're not saved by works, but we know that if the presence of God lives through us, that we will see God do things that we cannot get the glory for. And if we haven't seen him do things in us that, God can, that only he can get the glory for, then we have to pray, Lord, increase my faith. Lord, here I am, send me. Father, forgive me for making this walk with you about me. Right? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then he is faithful to provide whatever else we need. But he doesn't want us to be people who first focus on what we need. Because when we have him, we have everything. It doesn't mean the hardship goes away. I mean, I love the Bible. I love just reading how everyone went through hardship. I don't know if Enoch went through hardship. I'm sure he did. But Enoch walked with God and was taken, right? So you you can just imagine. Why was he just taken with God alive? Why couldn't that happen to us at some point? Just, you know, we don't know his background. (laughs) What? Yeah, right? It's like, man, Enoch's privileged, man. What in the world? And then you have, and then you have all the disciples, huh? Yeah, and then you have all the disciples. Yeah. Oh, you want to come back? I don't think you want to come back if you go with him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, okay, all right. I see that purpose. I love that purpose. Um, But we see that the disciples didn't have it that way. Jesus himself didn't have it that way. They all were murdered, right? They were all um, killed for the the gospel. So it says in in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. I'll give you a couple of seconds to look for that. I know the teens have their phone. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. 10. Now I'll give you a couple of seconds to look for that. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. And it says, the Apostle Paul says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all purely lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclination of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. I love that portion of scripture because it humbles us, all of us. Because a lot of times... We forget that we were there too. A lot of times we forget to be grateful for our salvation because we've forgotten where God has taken us out from. And we begin to walk with a little limp. Like we got it all put together, you know, like, like we're cool. We, we don't need that same grace, that same mercy no more. We've already gotten it. We good. And yet we forget that we were dead in our transgressions. So if we forget to be grateful for our salvation, 
How are we going to want others to taste of that same mercy and grace that God has given us if we forget that we also need a saving? How are we going to be passionate to be mobile? Not mobile, oh, let me go to downtown Seifert, but to be even mobile within your congregation. Let me be intentional with my brothers and sisters in Christ to listen to them. Let me be intentional to listen, and if they're going through something, to be able to honor what they share, to pray with them, to remind them of the mercy and grace that God has offered me. Because if we don't start in our church, how are we going to want to do it to the stranger? If we don't start at home in letting God use us to put the salvation first, how are we going to do it? With those that we don't know. It's, it's easy to, do, to, to love those who love us. The word says. What is the point? The word says. Hmm. Jesus didn't play no games. He. A lot of people want to just look at Jesus and say. Oh Jesus. Man. He, he, all mercy. All love. Oh yeah. It's true. But we know that if he came to fulfill the word, he also was able to put even higher standards. But why are we even now living under higher standards? Because now we have his very presence of the Holy Spirit living in us. We have everything that we need to live a life that is set apart, holy, and righteous. A life that wants to reach out to those who need healing. Physically, spiritually, those who don't have an ear from other people. You know, we encounter, I encounter a, a young, uh, uh, she was 33, a year older than me, um, in Love Inc., and she came for, for shoes because she had just left her, 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 I don't know if I, if I can say it. She had left the house where she was with a man that was um, uh, using her to get money, okay? She ran away from this house, and she had to leave her shoes because she had to run away, right? She came to the doors of Love Inc. Hey, I I need shoes. Can you help me with shoes? You see, our flesh is all about us, right? So Miguel's flesh would have been like, let me just get her shoes and bye-bye. Happens to all of us, right? That, that's our flesh instinct. It's all about us, my time, my family, my relaxation, my peace. But here comes God giving us an opportunity, giving me an opportunity. So this girl, she goes, hey, um, I need shoes. And I begin to talk to her. And I offer her prayer. She said, no, I don't want prayer. Then I'm like, okay. I kept getting to know her, asking her questions. Then I found out that her mom used um, Christianity the wrong way where it uh, uh, abused her. So that's why she didn't want prayer. So there was a background in why she didn't want prayer. If I wouldn't kept trying to get to know her and build a relationship with her, I wouldn't have known that. 
She was hurting. She is homeless. She has no one that wants to preach good news to her because we all look at her and go, look at that person walking around. That's, a, that's a, an addict. Oh, shame on them. Or it happens to all of us. Instead of asking, I wonder what's their story. And Lord, could you put a person like that in my life so I can see a miracle done through me? So that I can be able to say that you're still the God of miracles? So we have all that in common. We have in common that we have all been disobedient. So that should humble us. We should be grateful that we have been rescued from that disobedience. It says in verse 4, But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us made us alive in Christ even though we were dead in trespasses. Because of his mercy and his love, he made us alive in Christ. Alive in Christ. Let me tell you, sometimes we who have the Holy Spirit act more dead than those who do not know Christ. And why is that? It's because we are Faithless people sometimes who forget that the Holy Spirit is in us, not just for our sake and ourselves, but to teach us how to love God deeper and to lead us, to guide others, to love the God who loved them first. Sometimes, and this is, God has been speaking up to me the last two weeks, really convicted me. Uh, and he's been... You know, as I'm a pastor and as a believers, we always want to tell people, hey, you got to be more like Christ. Have we said that before? Right? And it's a beautiful, powerful statement. Hey, you got to be more like Christ. We want to be more like Christ, right? And then I'm like, I've heard God tell me lately, you've got it all wrong, Miguel. You know, let's shift things a little bit. How about you continue to learn how to love me deeper. Continue to learn to put me first in everything you do. Continue to learn how to be in that secret place. Continue to love my word. Learn to just love me. And then if I'm with the one who is holy and set apart, isn't his influence going to radiate in me? And in you? But sometimes we, let me tell you, Satan is such a deceiver and we can be so wicked ourselves that we even want to make our Christianity about we, we, we got to be more like Christ. And that's, not, that's a beautiful statement. Trust me, I've preached it for, for, um, for already like 10 years. <laughs> but I think God is in a time where he's trying to take us to simplicity, because we've complicated everything. In this portion that I'm reading from you, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10, you don't need no theologian or someone who has a doctor degree in theology. I love portions of Scripture where, you, where we can just read them and go, oh, I understand that. <laughs> I don't, I, I, wow, God. If we go along, verse, um, 
5, right in the end, it says, you are saved by grace. You are saved by grace. And that's why I love the song when our brother was leading us, the, the song about grace. And I just kept thinking, oh my gosh, I can't even, I can't even write a book about the grace God has shown me. There wouldn't be enough pages. I don't know if you feel like, felt like that before, but I have. Like, man, how many times has he had to pick me back up? I can't even count them. But every time, he's a good teacher. You know, they call them rabbi. Rabbi. Master. Have you ever addressed Jesus in your prayers, rabbi or master? I have. You know why? Because until this day, I still need him to teach me so much that I fall short on. And then I know that when I go into his classroom, that he's a different type of teacher. He's not going to grade me with an A, B, C, D. or I've never been a good student, period. I graduated high school a year and a half late. I was on drugs from 13 to 20 years old. So I graduated high school only because my mom brought me to this country to escape an abusive father and to be able to get my education. And so I'm like, I got to finish my high school, even though I graduated a year and a half late in a night school program. Not even in a in normal high Thank God there was a night school program because I would have been almost a 20-year-old there with, 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 <laughs> with younger people. You know what I mean? Thank God there was a, a night school program. And I love to pray to him, Master, Rabbi, teach me. You are my teacher. Guide me. Or teacher, have mercy on me. And I also call him Father as well. It, it's such a good title for God. Obviously, the Father one. We love that one. But, but Father, teacher. Mm. And every day we can learn more. And the first thing we should learn is how to love him more. Why? Because he gave us an example how he loved us first. It's not like, he's, it's not like if we're learning um, we haven't seen it. We've seen it through his work. So, um, saved by grace. He also raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavens in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable riches of his great grace through his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from work from yourselves it is God's gift not from works so that no one can boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared ahead time of uh, ahead of time for us to do so not from works so that no one can boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works wow we've 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 been created in Christ Jesus for good works so we've been created in the, in the image of God. Uh, Adam and Eve were created, right? And then we've been given a new birth, a new creation in Jesus. And in this new creation, we are also given work like Adam was given work. So we are a working people in a generation where people want things for free. 
I mean, I love things for free. Don't get me wrong. I, especially food. I love food that is free. That, that, we all love things that are free. But sometimes, worshiping something can lead us away from God's purpose in our life. And we've all been created to what? To love God and for good works. So when you think about Love, Inc., when you think about what your church does with the, um, with the clothing closet, I love the bus. When I saw the bus when I came here a couple of months ago, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Um, I, I see that you guys are, are involved in different ways in the community. That is you just being obedient. Not because you want to earn your salvation, but we are to be obedient children with the power of his Holy Spirit. All of us. And yet, how many times do we continue to disobey God by not putting his kingdom first in his righteousness? By not loving him with everything we've got and then loving our neighbors? Right? If you summarize the greatest commandment, right? Teenager translation. Love God with your entire being. With everything you've got, love him. And then love your neighbor as yourself. And then we go, let's really think about that. Because we got to think about scripture. Whoa. Love my neighbor goes right after loving you. So that means in order for me to learn how to love my neighbor, I should learn how to love you first. In order for me to learn how to love my wife, have you called me to love her, I must learn how to love you first. In order for me to love my congregation, those who live around me, I must learn how to love you first. In order for me to love those who hate me and who persecute me, I must remember that I once persecuted you. And I once was the reason why you had to die for me. Hmm. Okay. In order for me to learn how to love my neighbor, I have to surrender to you. And I was telling, we had a Love in conference, and I'll close with this. Um, this past week, I drove over 30 hours this week um, to Chicago, to Illinois. Uh, let me tell you, Having a baby switches your roles around. My wife used to be the one who loved to drive long distances. And, and, and I used to be the one who drove when we got to the vacation area. You know, like, okay, I'll drive this whole week. To sh- you know, she'll love, she loved to drive the long distances. If we had an eight, ten-hour drive, she'll drive six, eight hours. I'll drive the last two, and she'll just be happy driving. And I love that. Now... I am driving the whole 30 hours. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, oh, man, having a baby. And then, and then all I hear and then all I hear is, oh, just go for your second one. This, that's it. You, it's, it's, it's the same thing now. And I'm like, I'm just cautious. You know what I mean? I'm like, we got to learn. We got to learn this step by step. But I was in a conference with other Love, Inc. directors. 
And um, we had a very intimate moment, like five of us, in confessing to one another. And we didn't know each other. Confessing to one another, telling each other what we were struggling with, what we needed prayer for, and we didn't know each other. And then one of, and then I was led to remember that there was, when God was teaching me, when he helped me sober up, I finally realized, oh, man, I am sobered. Yay, I've made it, right? And then that's when he's like, here's how wicked you are now that you can understand it. You're sober first so you can really realize how messed up you are. Mm. And then this is why I needed his teaching. Then I had to learn how to stop cursing. Four months. That took four months. Every day. Father, teacher, forgive me. Teach me how to do better. Every day for four months. Oh, man, that was a hard lesson. Then he began to teach me everything else, and he's still teaching me. And some things took longer than others. But I told this group, and something that, that one of them shared that they were struggling, I told them, when God taught me how to overcome that and show me victory, I remember I had to pray for that daily. What makes us think that sometimes we don't have to go to him in prayer for the same things in the beginning that we went through? Satan, he doesn't forget your past. God does. He forgives you. He throws it to the bottom of the sea where no one has ever gone. Satan's going to continue to tempt you with what you've struggled with before you were born again. And it doesn't mean that you identify yourself with that. You know, something that I really struggle with is when, they, they, I, when, when certain programs identify you forever with that thing. I'm not going to say what programs, okay? Because they can be beneficial. But there's certain programs that say, hey, you're going to be a thief the rest of your life just confess that you're a thief, and, and you can overcome it. And you know, hey, I'm a thief, right? No, we are free indeed. We are free indeed. Now we live in a, in, in a generation where accept everything, love everyone. And I'm like, but where's the word? The work of God has created us, men and women. The word of God has created us to love children. And now we live in a world where they want to teach the Christian instead of the Christian teaching the world. And you know why? That's because we stopped going to the classroom ourselves to be taught by the Almighty. So now we have no power to go and teach those who do not know God. So, Love, Inc., it's a wonderful opportunity for churches to come together. There's a pastor from Laurel who said, I'm trying to get churches together, and it hasn't worked out. And he became, I believe, a church partner with us, and at that time he seemed very interested. So I said, as soon as you partner up with us, I hope you understand that what you're doing is partnering with other churches. You're not partnering with Love, Inc. 
Loving's mission statement is to mobilize the church to transform lives in Jesus' name. You cannot transform lives in Jesus' name if the church is not the one active. So the churches are coming together. And this pastor, oh, okay, yeah. So what you're doing when you partner with Love, Inc. is you're partnering with other churches. To do what? To do good works. Why? Because we must be obedient. For salvation? No. But because there's a power in us. So I just ask that after I pray and after we um, are dismissed, however you, you usually do it, that you speak to Kayla or Catherine or myself outside. Um, you leave us your email in, 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 a, in a sign-up sheet in the back. Take a pamphlet. Get informed. Um, if you, if you want to get involved just picking up a phone and praying with people over the phone and doing budgets with them over the phone, the Connection Center there is for you. If you want to go and hand out food and pray with people as you're handing over the food, you can do that. If you want to, um, I'm not going to say about the clothing, please. You already have a clothing ministry. Cl- come here, volunteer here for the clothing, okay? If, if you tell me you're from Gateway and, and, and I'm like, what? And you're sorting out clothing? <laughs> I'm, like, uh, I'm just messing. But there's so many ways to get involved. Code Purple is starting in December. We just want your email to inform you on how you can get involved. And we told this to your pastor and to your council. Um, so leave us your email. Share with others what we're doing. If you can't get involved because of time, um, your donations will be highly appreciated. And there's different ways that you can get involved. When you go to our website, you can um, see that. But we're not doing this for our own. We're doing this so that others can get to know Christ and be transformed. So if you can please just join me in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you so much for your mercy and your grace. How many times have we fallen short of your glory? How many times, Lord, have we not put your kingdom first in your righteousness? How many times have we been concerned so much about our needs? Have mercy on us, Father. Forgive us. We ask that you continue to teach us that we have been created for good works. That we all have different gifts and strengths for you to use so that others can experience what we have experienced, and that is the love of the Almighty, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. What a powerful love that we don't understand because we know we don't deserve to love that way. So, Father, lead us to tell others that there is a God who loves them wholeheartedly, who gave his son up to die on the cross of Calvary for their sins so that they can be in relationship with you again for eternity, so they can be transformed. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Tim and this congregation. I pray that they are intentional to see how you're using them. I pray, Lord, that they're intentional to see that you're moving with them within this congregation. I pray also that they ask you for wisdom so that you can continue to guide them to the what else. I pray that you give them wisdom to continue to grow 
with the help of one another, that they can push each other with love and grace to surrender to you daily. Help them love each other in a way in which they can trust each other. That's what the body of Christ as a whole needs. And we just thank you that you've uh, lifted up a movement like Love, Inc. so that churches can partner up together and not uh, feel, feel divided. I thank you so much, Lord, that you are moving in Sussex County. Bless this county. Bless this state. Continue to bless this country, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.